This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cheeseheads, get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in to another edition of Curd and Long. That's right. Sparky and Ryan are here with you. You can check out uh, interviews I do over at 1250amthefan.com. Latest one up there right now. Dave Gasper from Reviewing the Brew. Talking about the Brandon Woodruff uh, and Sanchez signings. Uh, If you want to check that out. Plus, we talk about what the rotation may look like for the Brewers uh, coming up on opening day. Ryan Horvath is here as well. Co-host of BetMGM tonight. Uh, him uh, and Trista Crick and Nick Ashu weeknights on your BetQL radio stations or stream it on Odyssey. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. How are we on a Friday, Ryan Horvat? I'm doing great. Uh, doing really great because I'm going on vacation. That means two weeks and not having to pretend about the NBA because I do not care about the NBA regular season. The playoffs, sure. Like we know, we know in the East, it's Boston, it's Milwaukee. Maybe the Knicks are going to be a tough out, and then uh, Cleveland's playing really good basketball. Right. In the West, like I love OKC, I love Minnesota, but I think it's going to come down to Denver and uh, the Clippers as long as they stay healthy. So, like, I don't care about the regular season, man. Nobody cares. That All Star game, by the way, was the worst thing. I was sitting here just bitching about it. My wife's like, "You say this every year," and I said, "You're right." And I just turned it off in the third quarter. I just didn't watch the end of it, and it, I didn't even go back and watch it on the DVR. Uh, so I'm excited for two weeks off. Last night, though, this week I'm doing the shows with uh, PJ Glasser. And I like doing the shows with him because, you know, we'll just talk college football. Like last night I talked Utah football and their move to the Big 12. Man, I think 66 to 1 for them to win the national championships, a good price. So uh, probably going to talk some college football tonight and avoid the NBA. But I'm excited for vacation because I'm going back home. And, uh, yeah, for like five days. That'll be nice. Back to the Midwest uh, for Ryan Horvath. I need it. Well, I don't know when you're coming back. What day are you coming back? Are you coming back like Sunday or Saturday? I was going to come back Saturday. Now we're going to come back on Monday, though, because um, my wife has a friend that was already going to be in town. 
and she wanted to do this brunch thing and you know how it goes. So Monday. Well, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday in this area, we're supposed to be in the fifties around 60 mm-hmm. uh, for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then after that, we drag back down into the thirties and forties, but uh, at least Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday will uh, be nice. Uh, okay. So got some uh, good news. If uh, you are a fan of a team that has salary cap issues, uh, you just got a little bit of cap relief. Uh, as the NFL announced today, that the 2024 salary cap will be $255.4 million per club with an additional $74 million per club payment for player benefits, which includes performance-based pay and uh, benefits for retired players. Total 2024 player costs uh, will be $329.4 million per club or more than $10.5 billion league-wide. So much money. It just makes your head spin. Now, having said that, a lot of people, when they were kind of projecting out, right, uh, with these these rosters as far as who's going to be over and who's going to be under, a lot of people were projecting this thing to be at like 242, 243. For it to come in at 255.4, Ryan Horvat uh, might save a player uh, or two yeah. on a roster across the NFL. They may have been told, you're out of here. Uh, we got to cut you. We got to move on. Uh, and what it does for the Packers now, you know, who does that change things for? Uh, I think Jordan Love, you know, is rubbing his hands even more together. Like, oh, 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 oh. this is a $30 million jump uh, in salary cap, which means uh, means y'all got more money to pay me now at the end of the day. I, I had said before, I thought somewhere around $45 million with this type of jump that we're talking about, maybe he does get to $50 million a, a year, Ryan Horvath. You think guys like Joe Burrow are kind of pissed right now that they didn't Yes. You know, wait one year to get paid. But no, great news for guys like Jordan Love, Dak Prescott, who already it looked like was going to reset the market. Um, you know, all these guys, to be honest with you. CJ Stroud, they're probably going to get something done with him pretty early, I would assume. Um, we'll see how Anthony Richardson plays this year. I think he's going to have a really good year because I think Shane Steichen's the real deal. This is huge news for the quarterbacks. And like you said, uh, for the teams, other than the Saints, the Saints are probably still negative, to be honest, even with this news. Yeah. For a team like Green Bay, this is huge. Um, also, you know, a team like Chicago, this is pretty big. Obviously, they had a bunch of more money. flexibility. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's the thing is it's good, but also, I mean, it's good for keeping your own guys, really, for a lot of these teams. You know what I mean? Like the Kansas City Chiefs, especially, because everybody's been talking about with the Chiefs, like, you know, they need to uh, bring in. Uh, <clears throat> Mike Evans, they need to bring in one of these top wide receivers, Stephon Diggs. I don't think the Chiefs need to do that because they traded away a top 10 wide receiver in Tyree Kill and won two straight Super Bowls. But I do think this is big for them because now they probably use the franchise tag on either Chris Jones or uh, Legereus Sneed, and they're probably going to be able to keep both of those guys because that defense is the reason that they won the Super Bowl. For Green Bay, this is big, like you said, for Jordan Love, but also – who else is who else do you really have to take care of right now? Because Bakhtiari is most likely gone. I don't know what's going on with Jair. I assume Jair is back. Why the He's hell? Back. Would, yeah, why would I was gonna say I that IG stuff I didn't really yep. care about. Um I mean, there was like those reports that Kenny Clark could be a cap casualty, zero percent chance that happens because you don't have anybody above replacement level to replace him right now. And you, know, you gotta figure out what you're gonna well, do there in yeah, but like the Packers don't really attack in free agency. And you don't really win Super Bowls by attacking in free agency. You know what I mean? Like good organizations win because of what they do in the draft. Like, yeah, you pay a couple guys. Like if there's a pass rusher, I would love that. I, I would love now that they, they're they going to have a little bit of money other than taking care of Jordan Love to fix up that secondary. You know, safety. I don't want 
I know like people were all excited about um, the pro football focus grade for, for Darnell Savage in the playoffs. Like, come on, man, watch the last four seasons, three seasons and use your eye test. Like he's, he's not the guy. Owens isn't the guy you you need some solid safety play because in the playoffs, because the Packers are going to be a playoff team. Look at the tight ends. You're going to see George Kittle, Sam Laporta, you know what I mean? Like, look why San Francisco beat Green Bay. They took away the middle stuff because Dre Greenlaw had those two interceptions. We could use another linebacker. There's a lot that the Packers could go after. Um, so this is good news. Yeah, this is good news. And it's well-deserved. Like, let's be honest. The NFL is making a killing, not only with all the new network deals, streaming, streaming. deals, yeah. the gambling stuff. I mean, I'm hosting a betting <laughs> show. You know, the money's pumping in. I know that they can't be associated with it, but the league's making a killing off of it. And then the pandemic year. Uh, you know, that they're getting recouped for a little bit here too. So um, I'm happy because also really quick, let me say one thing. This also proves that the salary cap is a myth. There were people like unfollowing me when I made that argument. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a thing. That's why Tyree Kill wasn't a chief and Devante wasn't a Packer. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty good news. All right. So also uh, today now is the fifth year option uh type money that we have for some of these different guys and how much it's going to cost. Fifth year option for Trevor Lawrence is $25.6 million. Zach Wilson, he's not going to be any longer. 22.4 million. That's not happening. Trey Lance Cowboys, 22.4 million. That's not happening. Mac Jones, 25.664, like Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields, 25.664 uh, for the Bears as well. So we know Trevor Lawrence isn't going anywhere. That's that's going to get taken care of one way or the other. You know that he's yeah he, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Mac should. Jones, Mac Jones, don't know about that either. But I can't justify paying him that much money. Uh, Justin Fields is interesting. I feel like uh, because if you're going to trade Justin Fields, you have to pick it up, don't you? I mean, you 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 have to pick up the fifth year option if you're going to trade Justin Fields. You can't trading without that option being picked up does that maybe i don't know you tell me does it help or hurt his value if he's got that fifth year uh at 25.664 or would the team rather not have that fifth year and make up its own mind and then offer him a contract after that last year of his deal when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, that's why I, I kind of want to see what happens here, man, to be honest with you, because he's not going to be there. Is Atlanta or are the Steelers or the Raiders, are they really going to trade away a first round pick or an early round second pick when you could second, again? I think. Y- yeah. I mean, we had people come on the show this week and say that Atlanta was considering giving up their first round pick for Justin. The, the, that, that should have been done already. The Bears should have said deal. That, that well, should have been done. Exactly. That's And that's exactly my response to this yeah. guy. And, you know, I, it, it's the season where I believe like three people, like, let's be honest, man. And so what I was thinking here is if you're Atlanta, why wouldn't you try to move up and get, I don't know, Michael Penix, Bo Nix. They're going to be cheaper than Justin Fields. And if you're like, if you have a new coaching staff coming in already, then you like Justin Fields. I like him a lot. You have to believe that you could fix Justin Fields because 
I do think that there's some stuff that you have to fix with him, right? Um, or maybe he just really does need a better offensive line and better weapons. We'll see. Read a defense would be a good start. That's where he goes. But I don't know if you draft like Pennix or Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy. I'm not really high on those guys, but I don't think you're going to be able to get the top three guys. Then you get to kind of like coach them up right away, and they're cheaper, and you could spend more money in free agency with all this cap space. I don't I never like I don't like the trading for the veteran quarterback, man. I'm always team draft a quarterback, even if he's a project. And if he stinks now in this year, or it stinks now in the league, you know, in, in these times, you just get rid of him the next year. Like remember the Cardinals thought they had their guy in Josh Rosen. The next year they just moved on to Kyler Murray. I mean, it sucks, but you gotta find a quarterback. That's the way that I would do it. I, I don't really want a guy that's 25, 26, you know, and has a couple years and yeah, we have but I to- think if I'm Atlanta. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than trying to develop some rookie quarterback, regardless of who that guy is. Because if you get Kirk Cousins in free agency, now you're at nine and you're able to get, you know, Malik Neighbors, let's say, at nine to put with Drake London and Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson, that offense is going to be silly good. I mean, really, really good. And you've already got defensive pieces over there that you can continue to add to throughout the rest of the draft without having to give up draft capital to get a Justin Fields and not knowing what you're having. Because there's a lot of people that believe that dude's like a one, two, you know, read guy and that's it. That's, that's where it stops. And then after that, he struggles. So if that's the case, why are you rolling the dice and giving up draft capital when you know, there's a guy that can play at a decent level. Now is he all pro? No cousins. is an all pro, but he doesn't suck. We know that he's going to give them an opportunity to be in the playoffs and compete for the next three or four years. Um, and then, you know, go from there that if I'm Atlanta, that's what I'm doing. Open up the open up the purse strings. Here you go. What do you need, Kirk, to get this done? His wife's from Atlanta. There's a connection there already for for Kirk Cousins. Makes all the sense in the world. Now, isn't Le- isn't Fields from Atlanta? Did I read that? Isn't Justin Fields yeah. from that area too? I think. Yeah, remember he went to Georgia. He went to Georgia for a year, but they started Jake Frommel. Right, and then he went to Ohio State. Right. So, I mean, there's a connection there too with Fields. If I'm Atlanta, I'd rather do that. But there's also this talk about Pittsburgh and Russell Wilson possibly. Um, that there may be a connection there. So let's say that happens. If Cousins goes there and the, uh, Russell Wilson goes to Pittsburgh, where does Justin Fields end up then? Do they just keep him no. and, and have him with whoever they draft at one? No, somebody will, somebody will want Justin Fields, man. The Raiders, it, 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 I mean, if it's not the Steelers and if it's not Atlanta, it'll be a team like the Raiders. I mean, they gave all that money to Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Like the Raiders never do the smart thing. But they're out it, now. They don't have to pay him jack crap now. Now that he right. got suspended. Well, yeah, that's which is the funniest story ever. You know, really quick, going back to Kirk Cousins, that's a good point, man. Why he's other than Chris Jones, I think he's the top free agent. I do yep. think Kirk Cousins is all pro level. I think Kirk Cousins is a really awesome quarterback. Like, if you look at again, like the PFF numbers, for, they have him number two. I mean, the concern is obviously he's coming off the Achilles injury, but. Like from a clean pocket, he has a 91.1 rating. They compare his top free agent comparison to Phillip Rivers in 2020. And I was always a Phillip Rivers guy. I know that you probably weren't when he was the Indiana, uh, the Colts quarterback. It was over know. by that point, yeah. But, dude, Cousins in that offense with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I, got, I think Minnesota, I was like, they should just rebuild and blow it up and draft like J.J. McCarthy or Penix, you know what I mean? Yep. But I don't know, man. I think they should bring Cousins back, to be honest with you, because that defense all of a sudden that was a huge issue a couple of years ago in the playoffs that allowed Daniel Jones to throw for like 350 was top 10 with Brian Flores taking over. And then you still have Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison's an absolute stud, TJ Hawkinson. And the NFC sucks. 
I mean, yeah, like Green Bay turned it on the second half of the season, but I don't know. I I, I would want to try to win in Minnesota. You've never won a Super Bowl. Do you really want to begin another rebuild? Or uh, and what if you the guy you draft? Like, what if you draft JJ McCarthy, who they keep? You know, he, it's either them or the Broncos most likely that do, or Penix, and he sucks. And then you piss off JJ. And then he wants out. And then you lose the best receiver in the league. You know what I mean? I know like him and Cousins weren't, weren't always on the first page, but I think he's come out and said he wants Cousins back. I'd probably see if Cousins would do something short term. He probably won't, though, because he's going to get some crazy-ass offers from these teams like Atlanta. Atlanta would be a perfect fit. You know what I would love to see? I got to be honest. I know everybody loves Brock Purdy. I thought Brock Purdy was pretty good in the Super Bowl. But I think Kirk Cousins could win a Super Bowl if he was with Kyle Shanahan and he was the quarterback of the Niners. I agree. I sometimes think that the hate for Kirk is unnecessary. Not not quite like Matthew Stafford-like, because Matthew Stafford's freaking awesome. You just have to protect him. But they're kind of the same guy, right? Like, off play action and from a clean pocket, they're both really good quarterbacks. Under pressure, they both stink. That's why people forget how good Aaron Rodgers was. But anyway, I digress. He worked in a Rodgers thing. See, every podcast he gets, he gets Aaron Rodgers' name mentioned every podcast. I can't wait to watch him play football again. I don't care. Like, I just – don't you miss watching Aaron Rodgers play football? No, it didn't bother me at all last year. Didn't miss him at all, no. And you guys are, like, cold-blooded. It didn't bother me at all, no. Never thought about it. I would hate, nope. to, be, would hate nope. to be, like, the best man in your – do you talk to the best man or, your you know, your your best friend from, from grade school anymore? Probably not. No. Probably uh, yeah, no, no, that's not true. No, no, no. I got two. The one helped me with the Pinewood Derby car for Jackson, and we won the whole thing. Um, and then the other one, uh, I talked to, I don't know, probably five, six times a year. We always text each other, happy birthday and stuff. But I mean, we're talking like first grade. I mean, I don't know how many people are still really tight with people from first grade. Me. That's a long my, time. My best friends since kindergarten, actually. Yeah. That's pretty rare. I don't think that's common. Well, my dad always says too. Yeah. That's, that's pretty like, rare. Hey, one, one last thing though. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, I'm excited to watch him play football this season, but let me add this in there for another football team, for the Jets, because he's 40 years old and he's coming off a pretty devastating injury. I'm all in on the Jordan Love Express. I don't want anybody to get right. it twisted. I bet the yeah. Packers are in the Super Bowl 25-1. to 1, I feel good about it. But, yeah, man, I want to watch – I would love for, like, Brady to come out of retirement, Peyton. No. I like – I I cheer for greatness. Unlike, you don't like change. It's just a bunch of haters. No, I don't like change. I'm team old. That's guy. what it is. You just don't like change. It has nothing to do with rooting for greatness. You just like change. I feel old. Like when I'm watching, like, dude, when we're Caleb Williams was born in like 1998, Spark, like Kurt Cobain was already dead. You know what I mean? Like Jordan had a, these kids now that are getting drafted, like they're all team LeBron because they never saw Jordan. They only right. see these YouTube clips. And if you just watch 90s NBA on YouTube, I mean, man, does that look like you know, garbage, straight trash. But when you lived in the 90s, you know 90s ball was better. Guys played every night. There were back-to-backs even in the playoffs. Anyway, we're getting too far. Let's get back on task. I apologize. You're just getting old. I'm just listening to you age in front of me. I mean, that's all that's happening. You're aging. And your poor kid is going to hear all this crap like every other parent does to their kid. You don't know what it was like back in my day. He does that to me. He always does it. Thank you, boy, Jay. I'm like, dude, I'm the youngest dad. And, you know, so funny. Uh, all right. I, I want to get to some of these comments made by Packers head coach Matt LaFleur and the defensive coordinator Jeff Halfley as well. We'll do that after this on Curd and Long. Download it on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, you can like us, follow us, subscribe to us, hit the bell for notifications, all that fun stuff. Back after this.
Back on Curd and Long, 1250 AM, the You can find all the interviews that I do there. You can follow my guy, Ryan Horvath, uh, right over there at Ryan Horvath on Twitter. Uh, and of course, check out his show, BetMGM Tonight, weeknights, part of the uh, BetQL radio network. Uh, while the games are going on, he'll give you some advice on what to bet uh, on the upcoming West Coast game, some in-game betting advice as well. Uh, and it's him. It's uh, Trista Crick and Nick Ashu. Check it out. Highly, highly entertaining. Turn down the sound on the TV of the game you're watching and uh, listen to these guys and you'll laugh uh, while you're watching your game. All right, let's talk about Matt LaFleur uh, and some of the comments that he made and also uh, some of the stuff that we heard uh, coming out uh, from uh, the new defensive coordinator. Now, I, I will just say a, a couple of different things here. You see... When you hear LaFleur and you really hear Halfley, they seem very similar to me, right? They seem very similar. They're both very detail-oriented, very players first. So I'll adjust to the players. I'll do what the players want. Very, um, very similar people. And they don't, they know each other, but they don't know each other, right? He never worked for Matt. He worked for everybody that Matt's related to or Matt has, has been really good friends with over the course of time. Um, at the pro level. So they have all of these connections, um, but they've never worked together. But I don't see this being an issue, to be honest with you, Horvath, because they, they sound damn near close to identical when you hear them both talk. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you know, and I was in uh, Vegas when they made the hire, I believe, because I wasn't on the pod, but I love this hire, to be honest. And I think we're going to see more of this in the National Football League. I like that he was at the college level, to be honest, because – you know, um, and I, and I know a, a lot of these like old school guys. I saw it was Kurt Warner was bitching and complaining about college football and how hard it is now to evaluate these quarterbacks. Even oh, Caleb I saw football. that tweet. But, I saw that tweet as far as the college systems um, and a lot of what they run doesn't translate to the NFL as far yeah. as being able to translate. And he used uh, Stroud as his example of saying what we saw on tape from Stroud at Ohio State you never would have known he would have been able to do in the NFL once he got put in that same situation, uh, you know, because you're not asked to do in college what you're asked to do in the NFL. I don't know. I don't think it was a crazy take. No, I mean, what I'm saying is I don't think these old fogies have been watching the league the last couple of years and seeing that like a lot of these like college offenses and systems are coming to the national football league. And I mean, now like Kingsbury was just in college football. Now he's back. You know, Matt Rule was no good, but they brought him in. They tried the Chip Kelly experience. But, like, sometimes some of this stuff works if you have the right personnel. You know what I mean? Like, Anthony Richardson, okay, there, there's a good example. I didn't know if he was going to be able to succeed in the league, but he found Still himself. Don't know. With Shane Steichen, I'm, dude, if Gardner Minshew is taking a team to the playoffs, I don't know how you feel about him. <laughs> I think he's one of the biggest jokes in the league. <laughs> so, I, 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 Anthony Richardson, if he slides and gets out of bounds – Oh yeah. yeah. He's got a great arm. And what I love about him is he's a good dude and he wants to learn. Like that's like, that's, we laugh at that stuff, but like him hanging around the cafeteria after they made a huge mess at the rookie combine to help clean. Like, all up. I like that stuff from my quarterback, man. That's, that's a guy that, you know, is going to command respect in the huddle. He's a leader. He's not going to be out screwing around as I always say to my son, but in other words, and yeah, I just uh, – I like that about him, man. And everything – everybody's always said he wants to learn. If you want to learn, then there's a spot for you. And Like Johnny Manziel might have ended up being an all-pro. If you, I mean, he was small, but he was doing cocaine. He just was on a – he did a really good interview with uh, Sharp. But I 
really going back to Halfley, I love this because he's seen all the college offenses. He's led a locker room so he could lead the defense. He's a fiery dude. Like, this is what we were asking for. I didn't need it to be a well-known name. I don't know that Rex Ryan could come in and coach a defense anymore, man. And I also don't know that, like, Jair and those guys want to play for a weirdo like that. But I think they're going to want to play for a guy like this. So I'm really excited. I don't care that him and LaFleur haven't worked together. That's probably a good thing, to be honest, because, you know, that's the other thing that people don't realize is sometimes a DC could help an OC and an OC could help a DC or a DC could just help individual players on the offensive side of the ball, too, just with things that they've seen, you know, and I think this will be a good pairing. I really do. I'm really excited for the Packers. I think they have a legit shot to win the Super Bowl, and I say that because everybody's already penciling in the Niners or the favorites to win it even over the Chiefs. But I don't know that they're going to stay healthy, you know, and and who knows if Brock Purdy is going to be the guy that he was last year. I'm pretty confident that as long as LaFleur is the play caller that he was the second half of the season, that Jordan Love will be the quarterback that he was the second half of the season. They also have to have a strong run game, though, too. And I don't think you could only rely on Aaron Jones if you are bringing him back. I. Uh, I know you don't want to see like a Blake Corum power type back. That's fine. Then give me like a Bucky Irving, but give me yes. another back. Give me another back in this draft. Uh, yeah, Agreed. I, I don't know. I will say this on AJ Dillon. He loves being a Green Bay Packer. He'd probably come back on the cheap. And he ran pretty hard after we all ripped him like the second half of the season. AJ Dillon was pretty damn good. I wouldn't hate AJ coming back at a hometown discount. Like, dude, you want to be the mayor of Door County? This is the way to do it. Like, you're you're making like 75K a year. But but again, they they need to find Aaron's replacement. That's what I'm looking for. So and and Bucky Irving is that, and I think he is. There's a bunch of needs for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would love to see uh that happen. All right. So some of the stuff LaFleur said this from Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal. So now LaFleur said uh there was a lot of thought in making the change. A defensive coordinator said he has a ton of respect for Joe Barry and what he gave the team. Quote, but sometimes you have to make tough decisions, end quote, according to Matt LaFleur. LaFleur said Halfley is bringing a different scheme, the 4-3, but, quote, it will be easy for us to adjust to, end quote. Said he felt he had to have the right players to make the change to the new system. Said he interviewed some, quote, really good football coaches along what uh, along the way. LaFleur said they will be a little bit more vision-based in the secondary, which he says should lead to more turnovers. He wants his defense to be aggressive. Do you agree that they have the personnel to run this 4-3 uh, that they are going to switch to? Currently? Yep. Um, not in the secondary yet, but they can after the draft. That's why I think that they might have to do that because, I mean, I know that they want to play more press man coverage, which everybody's excited about. And I like Jair, but who's who's the DB? Who's the other corner? Valentine. You know I mean? It's going to have to be. As of right now, yeah, I'd like to upgrade there. I mean, he could still he could still get on the field and get some playing time, but I want more guys. You need more depth. I mean, we all talked about that last season yep. going into the year that we wanted more depth at the DB position, at the safety position, because again, like going back to Kansas City, I'm going to keep using them as my example because they just won the Super Bowl, and I love Steve Spagnola, and I would love if you know that's what we're getting right now in Halfley. But like, if you want to play that aggressive, you know. Uh, because that's what we all want, right? We want the man coverage. We want. We definitely don't want dudes playing ten yards off the line of scrimmage, playing soft zone. No, Nobody, you don't win like that in the NFL anymore. But yeah, like look at what the Ravens do. But it's with guys like Marlon Humphrey. But they draft depth because he's hurt every year. They draft a safety like Kyle Hamilton. Everybody's always like, "Oh, you can't take a safety in the first round." 
I don't I'm know about those that. People. Hamilton's freaking awesome because then you can match him up with these again, these tight ends like Travis Kelsey and Sam Laporta and uh, Hawkinson and stuff. So not yet, but I, you know, I do think that that's the way to go. They were much better when they did play man coverage, put it that way. Even, you know, the last couple of weeks of the season when they were only playing it primarily on third downs and they got more aggressive. So maybe they do. We just haven't seen it, but I, I think they do need to upgrade on the defensive side of the ball. That's why I don't want to hear about like, you know, moving up for a receiver or anything like that this year. Like that should have been like the last six years. This is a great class. We could get one in the third or fourth round early rounds. I think you need more pieces on the defense for your new coordinator. Cause the offense clicked the second half of the season and the offense isn't the reason that they lost to San Francisco other than the two stupid turnovers from love. Uh, another one from Silverstone on LaFleur. LaFleur said the scheme, meaning defense, wasn't as important to him with the halfway hire as style of play. He said the hallmark of the 49ers, Jets, and Texans defense is all similar to what Halfley will run, is they are physical and relentless. Quote, it just comes down to that style. End quote. My comeback to that is you have to have the guys that are played with that type of intensity that, uh, you know, are on all the time when they're on the football field and not on, you know, six to eight times in the course of a game when they decide they want to rush the quarterback. I mean, you're asking for guys to be on all the time. You're asking for linebackers to want to hit somebody and chase after and, and destroy somebody. You're asking for safeties and corners to want to tackle Jair. You're, that's what you're asking for. You're asking for that type of player. Now, the question is, was this type of play, lack of physical play because of Joe Barry? Come on. This lack of physical play was because of the dudes on the field not wanting to be physical. That, that that's who, To me, that's who it's on. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when we see these same dudes out there next year, under Halfley, maybe they'll look like a Ravens defense. Maybe they'll look like a Jets defense. Maybe that's how they'll look. And if they do, God help Joe Barry because I'm going to lose my mind. But I don't think it's going to change. I don't. Like, this physical, nasty type play that you're asking for, I think you either have that in you or you don't. I don't think that's something that all of a sudden, boop, presto, now you're a now you're a mean, nasty player. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that at all. But we'll see. What what do you say, Ryan? You know, one thing I missed. Did anybody ask what the hell happened to Rashawn Gary the second half of the season? To anybody? To any of the coaches? Or to Rashawn Gary in his exit interview? Did he even do one? I, I somehow missed this. I'm not being ca- like a smartass or anything. No, I don't think I saw anything. Man, I don't know. I love Rashawn Gary, but I don't. I don't want to say what I. Think but again, I, I mean, he's going to have his hand in the dirt. So th- this is. I'm assuming he's going to have his hand in the dirt, right? Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, those guys all will have hand in dirt in this defense. Is how this is going to play. Preston Smith's coming back again. I would think so. Yeah, man, we need some like young. He's a just big like, physical guy. I mean, why wouldn't he be? He had a good year too, but I want like young speedsters who could get after the quarterback. You know, I, I, you got to upgrade in the secondary. That's why trading back might not be a bad idea. And I know everybody yep. will get pissed off on draft. I'm with night, you. I mean, you want as many pieces as you could get to fix on that defense. You really do. But I don't know, man. I mean, some guys that were like no name guys did step on that field last year, step up and make some plays. And I, and like, you know, they, the, the Packers do play with some attitude. Anytime you hear any of these like other players, like the St. Brown's podcast, they were talking about this. Trash talking them, yeah. Yeah. But the problem with Green Bay is like they're tough guys when the ball sails over the wide receiver's head and they're doing their sword dance and whatnot. But where are they like, you know, when a guy's running right up the middle or a tight end's running a crossing route 
And Jair is just like making business decisions all over the place. Yep. And Savage cannot tackle. That's the thing. His coverage grade may have been fine in the playoffs, but he cannot tackle to save his life, man. And that's that's been the Packers' problem literally since I've been born. I've ne- never, you. you yes. know what I mean? Like they've never yes. been able to tackle other than Reggie in, in Clay for like two years before this, you know, before he started getting hurt all the time. Yeah. I mean, they've never like one year. I don't know. They they just they never have any guys. The, the, the evaluation of talent on the defensive side of the ball has always been awful. Yes, they could find wide receivers. We've done a great job with three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe four now with Jordan. Love. Offensive line has been pretty good. Offensive line always awesome. This is like my high school. This is like Joliet Catholic. Always great offensive line play. Great running backs. Never any kids that could play the secondary. They always got a bunch of white dudes trying to play in the secondary. You can't, you don't win like that uh, unless you're Iowa now all of a sudden. But that's the, the Packers just never have the dudes. And hopefully that changes now. Like Goot needs to get out of his stuff though. Van S looked like a player at times last year. I'm kind of excited for him year two. And I think he'll work his ass off. With Kenny Clark, I just think we always know what we're going to get with Kenny Clark. There will be a couple games during the season, probably divisional games against the Bears and the Vikings, where he'll he'll be a beast. But then when we play in the big games, we'll be like, oh, Kenny Clark played. Rashawn Gary, you know, he'll have a three-sack game, and we'll all be like, hell yeah, Rashawn Gary, defensive player of the week. Oh, man, he's emotional in the locker room. We love him. But then against the Niners, we'll be like, did Rashawn Gary play? Where the hell was he? Got to get some like, like we said last year. We say this every year that we do this, though. Big, mean, tough, yep. fat, SEC, Big 12 type guys. That's what you need. Well, that's what uh, they did. They got Devontae White and they got Quay Walker. That I think that was part of the process of why they got both those guys. And Wyatt played okay this year. He wasn't horrible. Oh, Wyatt. Carl Brooks, they drafted him. He played well this year. He would made his presence felt throughout the course of the year, especially in the second half of the year. Uh, Wooden, it was another guy that they, they drafted, and he played okay. So... I mean, I don't know, but again, I'm with you. I, I just think it's the dudes. I, I don't, I don't know if it's coaching, but I guess we'll find out if we're wrong or not. Uh, all right. Some of the comments made by uh, Jeff Halfley uh, here as well. Halfley said the vision based defense he'll play includes a lot of press man coverage by the corners, but he said it won't be all they do. So they're going to make it simple for the players so they can play fast. Similar to what Richard Sherman said back when he was with the Niners at press conference that went viral. Uh, and then it also says, even though the 49ers defense going from Tom Silverstein isn't as a pressure scheme, Halfley said people will see some exotic looks and pressures on certain downs and distances. He worked in the Rex Ryan defense under Mike Pettin in Cleveland and learned a lot about pressure. So we have a mix God. of the Niner style Vic Fangio defense and the Rex Ryan defense combined into one. So this is probably not going to be looking exactly like the Jets or the Texans or the Niners. Like, this is probably going to be its own type of scheme with a couple. It's going to be simple for the guys. Horvath, I swear to God, every year we go, oh, well, we're going to have to dumb down the playbook because they can't figure it out. So we're going to have to simplify it. Every year, at some point in the year, we hear, well, we're going to simplify the defense to make it easier for these guys. I swear to you, every year. I've heard this. So if we can avoid that, and instead of waiting till the second half for them to play fast, if we can have that from week one all through the season, that would be an added bonus as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Because that's the thing. We don't have 
there might not be time for like this adjustment period if you think that this team is going to be a playoff team. So hopefully they're able to, you know, simplify everything, get in there and uh, get everything, uh, you know, nice and squared away going into the season. I don't want another slow start to the year this year. Great. You can't, you're not going to be able to rattle off like five wins every single season. That, that's what they've done the last two years, though. They've got off to these slow starts, even with Rodgers and then last year with Love. But I just – that's the thing. I just – I do think like this all sounds great. All these quotes sound great. But it's like you said, it all comes down to do they have the personnel? Are they going to be able to just fix this thing in one year or is this going to be like a two- to three-year thing? Don't know, but make sure you get a Super Bowl out of Jordan Love before the year is done, please. Uh, okay, let's uh, move on. Third topic coming up, the mock draft Friday. Ryan Horvat will be the one doing the mock draft this week. I'll do a mock draft next week. And then we do this every week. We take our turns every week uh, doing mock drafts. It's my favorite time of the year is mock draft season. So Ryan Horvat will do that coming up next year. Kurt and Long, download it on your Odyssey app, your favorite uh Wherever you download your favorite podcast at Spotify, Apple, whatever the case may be. Also, Odyssey's uh, YouTube sports YouTube page. You can stream us live there. Like, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff. Back after this. Hey, it's C Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM, The Fan, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Check out the interviews I do over at 1250amthefan.com. Ryan Horvath, co-host of BetMGM Tonight. Trista Crick, Nick Ashu on the BetQL Radio Network weeknights. While the games are going on, you listen to these guys. Uh, they tell you, you know, in-game betting advice, tell you what games to bet on after the games. Uh, maybe look ahead to the weekend on a Friday night, kind of the games they like uh, coming up on the weekend, all that good stuff. Follow Ryan Horvat on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Follow me at Sparky Radio. All right, Ryan, mock draft Friday, baby. Our first ones uh, with you and me. Uh, are you using Pro Football Focus or are you yeah. using Pro Football Network? I'll switch off every every mock. Uh, today I'm yeah. going to use PFF. That way we can get okay. some different looks because uh, sure. I've done a couple of these. I'm really excited for this draft, man, because I think a lot can happen. And I'm we, I'm sold, obviously, that Caleb Williams is going number one overall to Chicago. But after that, I have no idea. Is Drake May going to be in D.C.? Or is it going to be Jaden Daniels? Either way, I'm going to have to get to some games because I love both of those guys. Anyway, here we go. Packers picking number 25. I enter the draft. And we start the draft. And Caleb Williams goes one. Drake May goes number two. Marvin Harrison, number three on this mock. Do they, uh, at Pro Football Focus, do you get a lot of trade offers once you get to your pick? Pro Football Network, the first couple of rounds, you always get a ton of trade offers when you get to your pick. Does Pro Football Focus, do you get a bunch of trade offers in that mock draft? Not, not as much. much. Not no. Much. Yeah, Pro Football Network, a ton of trade offers. Like, oh, I always man. had like two or three trade offers at 25 every time. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So, best available, Troy Franklin, wide receiver out of Oregon. No. no. Your boy Mims is here. Tackle. Like yes. Um, oof, dude. J.J. McCarthy. Tyler uh, absolutely Smith. not. Tyler. Do you imagine they drafted J.J. McCarthy? <laughs> you know who I'm going to draft? T.J. Tampa. DB out of Iowa State. Packers fans are pissed. He's a good one. Yeah. I want, one. I, want a, I want a DB that played on the best defense in all of college football for Matt Campbell to play with Halfley. I, he'll be the new leader in the locker room. Him and Jair, sign me up for that. So um, TJ Tampa, cornerback first round for Ryan oh, Horvath. Now the nice thing is two second round picks here. Uh, so, next one at pick 41. So, got some bad news. We got to call an audible. Because 
because uh, I got to go to Pro Football Network because now. Oh, you know what? No, I just got to sign in. All right, we need we need an audible really quick. Horvath so, screwed up the mock draft. How wait, do you screw up a mock draft? What? Because let me because Pro Football Focus changed this season. Have you ever used Pro Football Focus for the mocks, or do you use the when network? it was free? When it was free last year, I did. I didn't realize it wasn't free anymore. I have yep. luckily I pay, so I just have to sign into my account. They decided people going on their website to use their mock draft simulator wasn't making them any money, so they stopped. Pro Football right. Network is free yeah. in general, so you don't have to pay. All right, so hold on. My bad. That's, My bad. Why, that's why I was wondering, if you were paying for Pro Football Focus, you can do the full mock draft and you don't have any issues. Yeah. But, but I can that, give you my that's why I was wondering. Yeah. All right. So I know Robot has it because he quotes numbers from Pro Football Focus every week on this show. So I know how that works. I have to go back and look what happened here. Jaden Daniels is on the board. At 25? Yes. You should have like 10 teams trying to trade up to get Jaden Daniels if that's the case. Well, obviously, they're not taking Jaden Daniels. Jordan Love, it's been fun, buddy. (laughs) No No chance. No way. No chance. Uh, Wad McConkey's here. No. Mims is here. This is there why I'm go. hot. This is why I'm hot. Um, I'm going. I'm going. Do your boy Keon Coleman's here, Spark? Yeah, he's gonna be there. I Scott think. Robinson's here. Ooh, I love. Wide receiver out of LSU. Is he there too, Brian Thomas? He is not. Bo Nix oh, is here. Gone. Ooh, Eddie Mitchell's here from Texas. I like him a lot. Um, you know what we're gonna do? We're sticking with TJ Tampa, who's still here. I was excited yeah, about awesome. it. Sorry, Packers fans. It's happening again. Round two, pick nine. Bo Nix is still here, but guess what? What? Chop Robinson's still here. So is Keon Coleman. You could have had Chop Robinson at 25 and still got TJ Tampa at 41, I bet. We're getting Chop Robinson right now in the second round. Sure. We got TJ Tampa and Chop Robinson. Woo! Let's wake the neighbors for that. And helping the All defense. Right. That's what this is about. Oh, my God. Jonathan Brooks is here running back out of Texas, Spark. With your uh, second pick in the second round? Javon Bullard's safety is also here, and so is Edgar. Georgia. Yeah. Linebacker. Jalen McMillan is still here. You know what? There's going to be wide receivers still available. That's what this is telling me. Bullard, you're a Green Bay Packer. We got our safety, too. We got a – as Aaron Rodgers once said, we got a defense. So you passed on Brooks to take the safety out of Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Just clarify. Just clarify. You know why? Because guess who why? I'm taking, Spark, here, round three, pick 25. Spencer Rattler's available. Damn. Um, I'm going to take a guy that's going to make you a little upset. Oh, never mind. Ooh, it's between Bucky Irving and Blake Corum. That's really good because I can't get Bucky Irving, Bucky Irving to ever get to that pick in the third round. He's always we got gone. Bucky. We got Bucky. Yeah, get that's wild. what I want. Get your jerseys. I literally take Bucky Irving and the second pick in the second round every time I do it because every time I wait for that dude to get to the third round, the Ravens draft him and he never makes it to me. So lucky for you, he got to you. That's oh a really God. good draft. Blake Corum's still here too. I could get I yep. could get Blake Corum, Bucky Irving, Aaron Jones. And run the freaking triple option if I want. <laughs> I don't think Matt LaFleur is going to go for that. It's a good idea, though. That's pretty good, though, man. That's three rounds, right? That's what you did, three rounds? 
my guy Sion Vakis here from from Utah that had to play running back. I yep. love that defense. I love it so much. Let me see really quick though. Cade Stover is still here, but the Packers don't need any more damn tight ends. No. Um, Audric Estime is still here. Oh, now that is we're gonna we're gonna wait on him. Notre Dame guy over there. I gotta be on Braylon Allen's here. Will yeah, he it. he he normally makes it to the fourth round in my mock drafts that I do. People are gonna hate that's me. not surprising. I'm gonna take Brandon Dorless, defensive lineman from Oregon. We're gonna what get, pick is that? Your second pick in the third? Uh yeah. Now we're on round four, pick twenty five. That's good enough. Three rounds is enough. Oh so that, that's no, 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 hold on. It's not enough yet. There's that's what I'm saying about this draft. Like that's that's not enough for these mocks. <laughs> Anaya Smith is still here, wide receiver out of AM. And LaFleur's yep. offense, man. Like if Jaden Reed's gonna become more like wide receiver number one, he's going to be your kick returner, your punt returner, your gadget guy. This dude is a freaking baller. I love him. This is this is the pick of the draft right here. He's gonna be an all pro for the Green Bay Packers. We're not done yet. Austin Reed's here. Hey, um, Sean Clifford. I know Green Bay Packer Camouflage Nation loved you for like two preseason games. Pack your bags, don't even grab a bagel. I hate your guts. Austin Reed, Western Kentucky quarterback. Come on down, baby. Clifford, <laughs> you could battle for that spot in preseason. But you're, you're they are drafted a quor- I, I can't. I don't think they're drafted a quarterback. I just, We're not I done don't. Yet. We're not no done tight yet. ends, no quarterbacks, no no punters. They may take a field goal kicker. That wouldn't surprise me. I think Basachi would have a heart attack if they did, though. Oh, oh um, hold on. We're not done yet. We, we got another weapon for Jordan Love. Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington from Texas. Come on down, baby. He's going to get open and catch some touchdowns. Uh, here, I got you a tackle. I don't want you to feel left out. Andrew Coker from PCU. Come yeah. on down. That's what I'm saying about this draft. I can do this to his brother, baby Tua, right here. Um, oh, man, Trey Knox. But like I said, you know what? Trevin Wallace from Kentucky. I can see this dude. I'm not even saying he might end up being a pro bowler in the right defense. He's coming on down. Uh, let's see. What else do we need here? What else do we need? Horvat is just loves us. I mean, I love it, but you could tell he's like Sam Hartman place right now. No, I don't want Sam Hartman. No, absolutely not. All right, All right. that's good enough. He is Ryan Horvat. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat, host of BetMGM tonight. Sparky Radio here on Twitter. You can follow me. Uh, like I said, at Sparky Radio, 1250amthefan.com for all those fine, fine interviews that we do. Of course, the latest one up there, Dave Gasper from Reviewing the Brew, talking about uh, the Brewers' two latest signings in Woodruff and Sanchez, talking about the Brewers' starting rotation for opening day, what that may look like, the future of Aaron Ashby. Lots of good stuff there if you go over to 1250amthefan.com or just hit it up on your Odyssey app, Best Brewers Coverage, Best Packers Coverage, Best Bucks Coverage, whatever. All those interviews are all up in those different categories. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good weekend. Toodles! 